Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stephen James, and today I wanna share with you what I believe to be one of the most important ingredients in success. It's one of the factors that makes the difference between success and failure. When I've looked at my life, the goals that I've achieved in my life, and the goals that I've failed and made attempts at that didn't work out the way that I wanted to, when I've analyzed my failures and my successes, I've noticed there's this one factor, this one ingredient, that's what made the difference in my success or in my failure. And I've especially noticed this more when I analyze other people, other people that make a commitment in their life to achieve a goal, whether that's going through a course, whether that's building a business, whether that's transforming their body, getting in better shape, or transforming the relationship, or developing a new habit, a new hobby in their life. What makes that difference? Why is it that some people, they set a goal and they go on to achieve that goal, whereas other people don't? Is it really the information? Is it the strategy? It's not. That's one factor. That's one factor across many factors, of course. If you have the right strategy, it can guide you there, make it a lot easier, make it a lot faster for you, rather than if you don't have the right information, the right strategy. But there's also many people out there that have all the information, the strategy, they invest in a course that can give them the strategy and help them achieve their goal, but they, don't, they still don't become successful. They still don't achieve their goal. So it's not just strategy. In fact, I'm a big believer in something I heard a long time ago from Tony Robbins. He says that 80% of your success is going to be your psychology, your mindset, and only 20% is going to be the strategy, the information. And the mindset, the, 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 the psychology is a big, kind of a big word, but there's many factors that make up your psychology. And I think the biggest one and the most important one is this idea of commitment, setting a commitment and being committed to your goal. Surely people that achieve their goals and become successful and those that don't, the people that achieve them, they have a stronger level of commitment. They have more reasons to do it than to not do it. And I've noticed that to be true in myself, in my life. Because if you really think about commitment, if you want something bad enough and you're truly committed to it, and you say to yourself, I will find the way or I will make the way, when you have that level of commitment of doing whatever it takes, then you will figure it out. You might not have the intelligence, you might not have the creativity, you might not have the experience, you might not have the time, you might not have the money, you might not have a lot of those resources, but if you're committed enough, you will become resourceful and you will make it happen in spite of all the challenges that are out there. And you can always find countless examples of people that are worse off than you and I, because oftentimes people, they have their reasons or maybe excuses why they couldn't achieve their goal. And they might be legitimate reasons. It might be the fact that you've got two or three kids at home and they're consuming a lot of your time or that you've got a stressful job or that you, know, you don't have as much time as the next person. That might be true. There's definitely factors like that, limitations that we all have. But if there's other people out there that also share those same limitations that you have, another mom out there that's got three kids or another person that's working paycheck to paycheck or has a very stressful job, but in spite of that, they're still achieving, they're still achieving their goals and becoming successful in spite of that, then it's, it's not your circumstances, it was their level of commitment. Because there are people out there that are burning the midnight oil, they're putting in the time, they're putting in the weekends, they're making sacrifices in their life, they're working smarter and more efficiently to achieve it in spite of these other factors that they might not be able to control. So I believe that you become successful at something, you achieve your goal, that ingredient of that is how bad do you want it? Do you want it badly enough? And if you're not achieving your goals, then the simple answer, the simple reason why is that you don't want it bad enough. 
you're not willing to commit yourself to the same extent as maybe someone else might be willing to commit themselves. And that's okay, but you have to decide, do you really want this? The goal that you're setting for yourself, do you really want it? Do you want it bad enough to perhaps make sacrifices in your life or to go through the process and be able to get past the adversity and the challenges and the mistakes and the inevitable difficulties that you will endure on the pursuit of it? Are you willing to stick with that? Because if you're committed enough, then you will persevere. You will keep going in spite of whatever shows up. And if you're not committed enough, then you won't. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people that set goals for themselves, they just don't want it bad enough. It's not a must for them, it's a should, as Tony Robbins says. And as Tony Robbins says, he's great at this, he talks about how we say to ourselves, I should do this, I should do that, I should go to the gym, I should start a business, I should work on my YouTube channel, and you just end up shooting all over yourself, right? It's a should and not a must. When something is a must for you in your life, you make it happen no matter what. And I think for a lot of people, it's a should. It, they want it if it's easy, they want it if it's convenient, they want it if it doesn't require a lot of work, they want it if they don't have to make sacrifices in their life, they want it if it falls on their lap, they want it if you know, they don't have to make changes in themselves um, and, and overcome difficulties and endure difficulties and go through that process. They, they want it under the right terms and circumstances that they've defined, but that's not doing whatever it takes. That's not saying I want it and I'm committed to whatever it takes to get it, I will achieve the goal that I set for myself. There's a, a great analogy that I love. It's uh, called burning the boats. You might have heard of this before, but the idea behind it is that the ancient Greeks, when they would arrive on an island and they're gonna go into battle, what they've noticed is that when they go, the soldiers, they go into this island and they get off their boats, if the boats are still there, there's a possibility in the back of that soldier's mind that they can retreat. That if they go into battle and it doesn't work out the way they expect, of course you go into battle expecting that you're gonna win, but it doesn't always work out that way. But as they're going into battle, if there's a possibility of retreat and that they can get back on their boats and they can get away from the island, then people are gonna welcome that, that, that possibility of a retreat. And as a result of that, they're not gonna give it their all. They're not gonna be all in and sacrifice and commit themselves enough to the extent of what they need to to really win that battle. And so uh, the analogy is of burning the boats. And so the Greeks, when they'd arrive on the island, they would burn their boats. And so there's no possibility of retreat. They had no other option but to move forward. And that created another level of urgency and desperation than the enemy had. And as a result of that, they were gonna, they were gonna succeed or they were gonna win or die trying. It was that level of commitment that they had that allowed them to have a higher probability of success. And so with that mentality of burning the boats, there's no plan B, there's no retreat, you only have to move forward. The back's against the wall, you have to move forward. There's no other way but forward. That's the mentality that the most successful people have. And that's why they've achieved their goal versus the person that perhaps is kind of dabbling with it they're not quite sure, they just wanna kinda of dip their toes in, that person's not gonna conjure up everything that's necessary for them to become successful. Because the first, the first sign of adversity, the first sign of challenge, or maybe after that newness and the novelty wears off when you're first starting something new for the very first time, because everybody hits the ground running at first because you're excited, right? It's a newness to it, but inevitably, once you stick with something in the process of mastery, you're gonna lose some motivation at times, you're gonna go into a funk, you might get burnt out, there's gonna be things that you're not gonna know how to get past, there's gonna be some adversity, there's gonna be some slow times, there's gonna be frustrations and challenges and no matter what it is that you're pursuing. It's in those moments that you really determine and realize how committed are you. Do you just give up? Do you get discouraged, look for the next thing? Or do you raise that level of commitment in that moment and get past that? That's the difference right there, guys. So you either have reasons or you have results. Okay, anything that's not a result, unfortunately, is a reason. And listen, I get it. Your reason might be justified. It might be legitimate. But the problem is, is that if you're always looking for reasons and excuses why you didn't achieve something, then you fall into this mode of being a victim. And you fall into deflecting responsibility and saying, you know, I didn't achieve this goal not because of me, 
but it was because this happened in my life or that happened in my life or this happened that was unexpected. And all of that might be true, but the one common denominator in you achieving your goals is you. And at a certain point, you gotta point the finger at yourself and say, yes, maybe that did happen in my life and that happened and that happened and that all sucked and it was outside my control, but I'm still responsible and I could have done something more. I could have committed myself more. I could have still done what I said I was gonna do in spite of all of that. That's becoming a more powerful person. That's taking ownership in your life and taking control of your life rather than just blaming and deflecting, which is a way to, to remove responsibility from yourself and avoid pointing the finger at yourself because you always have something else to point to. So I believe it's your level of commitment. You gotta want it badly enough if you really want to achieve your goal. Um, a great way that destroys excuses is the gun, to he- the gun to your head analogy. So if I were to say to you, you know, if you have a goal for yourself, let's say that you uh, are going to launch your website in the next 30 days, or you're gonna launch a book on Amazon in 30 days from now, or you're gonna launch a product on Amazon in two months from now, or you're gonna go to the gym three days a week for the next three months. Whatever your commitment, whatever your goal is, if I were to say to you that if I put a gun to your head, Okay, gun to your head and said to you, listen, if you do not do this, if you do not follow through on what you committed to, then I'm gonna shoot you in the head. Okay, and there's a significant consequence because you're no longer gonna be here. If you had a gun to your head, I can almost guarantee you're gonna achieve your goal. You're gonna do it. You're gonna make it a priority because now there's a significant consequence if you don't do it. So, you know, if you're committed to yourself, I'm gonna go to the gym three days a week for the next 90 days, it's not gonna be easy. You're gonna have days where you're tired, you come home from work, you don't feel like it, you're under the weather. But if there's a gun to your head, you're gonna find a way to go to the gym, okay? You're gonna go to the gym, even if it's one o'clock in the morning, you will find a gym that's open 24 hours. You're gonna go to the park and work out outside or turn on a YouTube video and do a home workout. You're gonna do something, okay? Because that's commitment. You have a huge consequence if you don't do it and you will find the way or you will make the way. If it's launching your website, you're gonna work day and night on that if you have to. You're gonna give up your weekends, you're gonna give up your evenings, you're gonna give up a lot of comforts that you might have of watching Netflix or YouTube videos or other things and you're gonna do everything in your power to achieve that goal of launching your website or your book or whatever it is in spite of it not being perfect because you're committed enough. That's the ultimate level of commitment. So if there was a gun to your head, you would do it. And the gun to head analogy just really represents you having a strong enough reason to do something. And it demonstrates that if you're not doing what you say, then it's because you don't have strong enough reasons to it. You don't want it bad enough. You're not committed enough to it. Because if you truly were, you would do it. In spite of sleeping less, in spite of you'd miss a meal if you had to, you would fast, you would do whatever it takes to achieve that goal. Now, when I look at my life, I'll give you some examples. I remember uh, one attempt that I made uh, that resulted in a failure, and it was an attempt to learn Spanish. So a few years ago, I said to myself, I wanna learn Spanish, and I said, I'm committed to learning Spanish. And uh, I decided, you know what? If I'm really gonna learn Spanish, I wanna learn it in the easiest and the, the, the fastest way possible, so I'm gonna utilize all the resources that are at my disposal. Uh, yes, I could try to figure out and learn it on my own, but that's gonna be a lot harder. There's techniques, there's, there's strategies and information and techniques available that can help me learn faster. So I decided to invest in the course. I decided to get a few of the apps on my phone that could help me learn Spanish every day. Um, I decided to hire a Spanish teacher. And I just really wanted to make sure that I went at this goal in a, in a way that could allow me to, to learn it a lot faster. Now, when I first decided to, to learn Spanish, I thought I was committed to it. And I was excited at first, because anytime you start anything new, uh, you have that initial excitement, you get this momentum. Uh, Oftentimes, you learn a lot of new things very easily, and you see a big jump of progress right away. Uh, You know, the first session, the first time you learn, you don't know anything, and then after a few sessions with a tutor, for example, you know a few words now, you can kinda communicate a little bit more than you did before. So, you feel good about yourself with that. Um, But inevitably, there's, stages, once that newness wears off, that you go through a stage where you lose that motivation or life shows up. Other things show up in your life that distract you and other things are other priorities and important obligations that you might have in your life. And that's what I noticed. And I noticed my commitment level and my progress kind of hitting a plateau. 
And it kind of dawned on me the reality of what it really take to achieve this. Because when I was first saying to myself, I'm committed to learn Spanish, the reality was I was naive to the process. I've never been through the process before because I've never learned any other language besides English, which I learned when I was a kid. And so oftentimes when you're first setting a goal, you're naive to the process. You don't really know what it takes because you haven't done it yet. And when I asked my Spanish teacher, how long is this going to take for me to learn Spanish? What's involved? And she said, you'll probably take about a year and that's going to require a lot of practice. And I realized that I just wasn't committed to learning Spanish. That was the reality. That was the number one reason why I didn't achieve that goal. I didn't blame my Spanish teacher. I didn't blame the apps or the course out there. I knew that I was capable of learning Spanish if I really wanted to, right? You're capable of learning a new language. We're all capable of incredible things. It's not a matter of can you, it's a matter of will you. Because success and change in your life is not a matter of ability. It's a matter of motivation and commitment. So if I was committed enough, I could have learned it. But the reality was, when I really looked at it, my commitment, I wasn't willing to do what, what it really took. And what it would have taken is at least a year. I would have had to practice every day. I'd have to invest the money and the time with a tutor. And I would have to practice Spanish a lot. I'd have to watch TV shows in Spanish and kind of feel, go through that phase of just not understanding what's going on, but trying to figure it out so that I can learn the language. And I'd have to go through some embarrassment, humiliation of trying to communicate with people in Spanish and mispronouncing words and, you know, uh, just not being able to be competent enough when I'm first learning it as I'm trying to communicate. So that's some embarrassment and humiliation that I have to go through. But I wasn't willing to go through it. Versus other people are. Other people, they're willing to go through that process because they're more committed than I was. So that's an example of why I didn't achieve a goal like that. It was because, not because I wasn't capable, I wasn't committed enough. And I'm going to talk to you about how you can increase your level of commitment for achieving a goal if you really want to make sure that you achieve it. On the other hand, when I look at other things, other goals I've accomplished in my life, for example, building a business. Building a business was not easy. It's one of the most challenging things that you're going to do. Become financially free and successful in your life is one of the hardest things that you're ever going to go through in your life. And for me, the reason why I became successful at that is because I wanted it badly enough. I had more reasons to do it than to not to do it versus learning Spanish. I had more reasons not to learn Spanish than to learn Spanish. With Spanish, I realized if this is what it's going to take, I'd much rather take that time, that energy, that focus, that money, all of that, and instead put it into my health, my relationships, my business, because I believed and I rationalized that I'd get better returns of putting that energy into that versus the rewards, the reasons of learning Spanish were not attractive enough to me. But on the other hand, with business, the reasons were attractive enough. The reasons that I had that, man, by building a business, I'm going to be able to be financially free. I'm going to be able to quit my job. I'm going to be able to travel the world. I'm going to be able to be my own boss. I'm going to be able to make money while I sleep and make passive income. And, and that's going to create financial freedom in my life where I now have the time for my family, for my relationship, for my friends, for my health, for my spirituality. And I can invest that time into other aspects. And that was a very attractive reason as what motivated me to build a business. You know, or the pain that I felt of being in debt. At one point, I was living on my friend's couch and that was very painful for me, especially because I was single at the time. I remember having a girl over and being embarrassed of that. You know, or for me, I had a very powerful reason that I remember growing up, we didn't have much money. My parents were always fighting over a lack of finances. And I saw the stress and the tension and the anxiety that created between my parents and their relationship. My parents ended up going through a divorce and uh, a bankruptcy uh, bankruptcy that led to a divorce. And it was very painful for me. And that was a powerful motivator for me, a powerful reason to become successful financially. I wanted to make sure that I didn't grow up, I didn't have a, you know, kids one day and having them grow up without being set economically and have them to go through what I went through. So I had all these reasons that compelled me to go through the process of building a successful business. My commitment made it so that I was willing to invest my money in courses, I was willing to invest my time, I was willing to go through the hardships that I endured that we all do, right? I, just like the next person, made mistakes, hit plateaus, was frustrated not seeing the success that I wanted to initially, um, had some setbacks, had things come up in my life, but what got me past that was my commitment. I wanted it badly enough. 
And that gave me the perseverance to push past that versus the person that might invest in a course or decide to build a business. If they don't want it bad enough, if they're more comfortable and complacent in their life and they don't have those compelling reasons, then they're not going to stick with it as long or go through that as much as the person that is. So that was a very powerful realization. Whenever I look at my life, goals that I've not achieved versus the ones that I have, it's always come down to that ingredient of commitment, wanting it badly enough. If I want it bad enough, I will find the way, I will make the way. If there's a wall in front of me, if I want it bad enough, I'll find a way over the wall, under the wall, around the wall, or I will break through that wall. I will get on the other side of that wall. And you can too if you want it bad enough. The person that doesn't want it bad enough, there's a wall, they might make an attempt over it or under it, but if they can't get past it, they make a few attempts, they're gonna give up and they're gonna look for something else. And they're never gonna achieve their success, they're never gonna break through because they're always gonna have this limit in themselves that they, they get to this limit, but they always back off until they eventually break through. And for me, I decided I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna make sure that I achieve this goal. And I've got other examples I could give you. I remember doing two fitness competitions. To do a fitness competition, you need a very high level of commitment more than the person that just wants to get in shape. I had to have that level of commitment that I was gonna give up parts of my social life, going out with dinner with friends and family, to give that up so that I could follow my macros and make sure I got my protein, fat, and carbs and my cal caloric intake for the day. That was a sacrifice to go to the gym twice a day, to hire a personal trainer, to have a coach in my corner to help support me with that, to try to get to a single digit body fats and to be in a state with, which really is a very difficult state to be in in, in your body because a lot of the time you're uh, deficient in calories and you're kind of feeling weak and tired. It's very difficult to do that, but to do that, I had to have such a level of commitment and I had to have enough compelling reasons to make those sacrifices to want it badly enough to do that. And when you see people that are in incredible shape, yes, there might be factors of genetics. There's some people without a doubt that maybe don't have to commit themselves as much as someone else, but there are people that to live in that state, to have a six pack, to look the way they look, obviously those people have higher standards and level of commitment than everyone else. That's why they look that way. And you can too, if you are willing to commit yourself to that extent. So in terms of setting this commitment for yourself to increase your level of commitment, what it really comes down to is having compelling reasons. The more reasons you have, the more fuel that you have on the fire. And this is something that you can manufacture. This is something that you can create for yourself is when you set a goal for yourself, what are the reasons that are gonna drive you to achieve this? What's the purpose for doing this? And I often look at it, there's kind of two types of reasons that you can have. There's pleasurable reasons, and which is kind of like the rewards that you get by achieving this goal. And then there's the painful reasons, the consequence for not achieving it. Most often, pain is a more powerful short-term motivator but you don't always want to use pain as motivation because then you're living in it. You're kind of always beating yourself up. So pain is a great way to get yourself a kick in the butt to move in the right direction and to kind of utilize that at times when you need that boost. But pleasure is the best long-term motivator because when you really link in your mind and associate pleasure to your goal or to the process, that's more sustainable over the long run. So people, for example, that um, let's say it's that person that's in amazing shape, that has a six pack, um, maybe pain is an initial motivator for them and it's still there in some ways that if they, you know, they, they kind of get off track, they give themselves some pain, they feel pain that gets them back on track. But for the most part, really what's made it sustainable for them is they've linked in their brain so much pleasure to the process of eating a certain way, of having a routine, of going to the gym, of, of looking a certain way aesthetically when they look in the mirror, the confidence, the pride that they feel the attractiveness they feel, the attention they get from other people as a result of it, it's all pleasure that they've linked to that and that pleasure makes it an addiction that, that ensures that that habit and that way of being is more sustainable for them. So it starts to reinforce itself again and again. So here's a technique, here's a process I wanna guide you guys through um, to help you create compelling reasons for your goal, no matter what it is. First, come up with a list 
of empowering and positive reasons why you want to achieve this goal. And I do recommend to take out a journal and to write this down. This would be an exercise for you, an assignment that you could do after watching this video. Make a list of reasons why you want this. What will this give you in your life? What are all the benefits? What are all the privileges? What are all the positive that you will experience in your life as a result of achieving this goal? Okay, so that's the first thing. And I'll give you some examples of this too. But the second one is then asking yourself, what are the painful reasons if I don't achieve this goal, what's the consequence of that in my life? What will that cost me in my life if I don't achieve this goal, if I don't make this happen? How will this affect all the different areas of my life in a negative way as a result of not doing this? Okay, so you wanna use pain, painful reasons, as, all, as well as pleasurable reasons. And you wanna think of as many as you can. So here's some examples that I had, and I'll use the example of building a business online. So when I ask myself, what will this give me in my life? What are all the benefits? What are all the pleasurable aspects of how my life will be better as a result of achieving this? Some of the things that I would write down is freedom to do what I want whenever I want. I mean, think about it, to really have freedom in my life, which is something that I think we all desire. Uh, the freedom to be able to travel, the freedom to be able to spend time with my friends more, with my family more, that if it's a, a Tuesday and if I'm financially free and I achieve this goal, then I'm gonna be able to you know, go to the gym, I'm gonna be able to go on a walk, I'm gonna be able to call up a friend and meet up with that friend, I'm gonna be, have the freedom to do what I want with my time and not be a slave to someone else uh, and someone else telling me what I have to do for them and I have to be at work at this time, I have to end work at this time and have a big portion of my life, a third of my life, um, basically kind of being a slave to someone else. And for me, that was painful. Okay, I'm going a little bit into the pain, but the pleasure and the benefit of that financial freedom was something that was very, very attractive to me and a very power, powerful motivator and reason, especially when I think, man, if I'm gonna spend a third of my life working, for the rest of my life, a third of my life, giving that to doing something that I don't really wanna do or working for someone else, maybe a boss that I hate or helping him build his goals and his dream or her goals and dream and, and not really ex maximizing my experience of life, that was painful for me, okay? So the pleasure of freedom to do what I want whenever I want, to be able to make money while I sleep and have passive income, incredible. If I set up a system, I can make money while I sleep, 24-7, while I'm on vacation, while I'm having fun, while I'm with my family. I could be making passive income and that was very attractive for me to be financially free. To be an inspiration to others. By achieving this goal, I'll be able to inspire other people. Maybe it's being a great role model for your kids one day. Maybe it's being a great example to your partner, your spouse, and then being proud of you and looking at you as their hero, someone that they look up to and someone that is a great provider or someone that is an inspirational figure and they'll be more attracted to you as a result of that and they'll be a better example to your friends, your family, your community and be able to pave the way for everyone else as a leader in your family. You know, I grew up from a family that nobody was really successful and so I wanted to, to change that. I wanted to be a leader amongst my family and amongst my community and someone that they could be proud of and I can change that trajectory for generations to come to show my grandkids, my great grandkids to be a name that, that have a legacy that they would recognize and inspire for those generations. To show them that they can also become successful or achieve whatever it is that they want. That was a powerful, pleasurable reason for me as well. To be able to buy anything that I desire. If I wanna buy designer clothes, if I wanna buy, buy nice things, if I wanna have a nice car, live in a nice house, um, to, to have a nice vacation, to enhance my experience, the quality of my life, because there's human beings that have dedicated their life to create the highest quality product or experience that other human beings can benefit from, but you only really get a benefit from them if you have the financial means to go to that fine dining restaurant to experience the best of what this top chef was able to create for you to be able to enjoy. You know, or to be able to enjoy and appreciate the finer things in life. That was a strong motivator for me as well. Uh, be able to spend more time in other aspects of my life. You know, if I had a job, it'd limit, the, 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 it'd limit my potential in life because I'd have to spend 40 hours a week or more working for someone else. And I could, you know, if I had financial freedom, I'd have more time that I could put in, into my health. To go into the gym or to spend time with my kids or to... Uh, travel and experience things or have more time for myself 
right? There's all these things that I could spend more time growing in and developing in uh, by having that financial freedom. So that was a very powerful motivator for me because for me, my definition of success has always been life mastery. I wanna pursue mastery in all different aspects of my life. And I believe that not having financial means and not having freedom would limit me from that. To be able to be more attractive to others and to attract the person that I really want to attract in this world. I believe that one of the most important decisions you make in your life is who you're gonna spend your life with. Who you decide to marry in your life is one of the most important decisions you're ever gonna make. And I wanted, when I had a vision for who I wanted to attract, I wanted to attract this incredible quality person in my life. Someone that's not just attractive physically, but attractive in their all their qualities. A good person, an amazing person. And I knew that someone that is the person that I wanted to attract, this amazing human being, they have a lot of options. They have a lot of options of other men that they could be with rather than me. And so I knew that the person that I wanted to attract in this world, that she would be attracted to an amazing person as well, her reciprocal. So I wanted to achieve this goal because I believed in the process of it, it would make me a more attractive person. Yes, I'd have more money financially, but I would, I would become more confident, I'd become more intelligent, I'd become more creative, I'd become a harder worker, I'd have to become a giver and contribute because to be successful in a business, for example, you have to create a great product, a great service that other people determine is valuable and that they want to invest their money or their time into. So I'd have to force myself to create something that is valuable to others and give it to them in exchange for receiving money and to grow and build something. I'd have to become responsible in my life. I'd have to overcome a lot of habits that were limiting me like procrastination and laziness and fear and limiting beliefs, all those things. And so in the process of achieving this goal, I'd become more attractive. And as a result of that, the woman that I'd want to attract would be more attracted to me, as well as friends and inspirational people, awesome people, quality people out there would be more drawn to me because of who I am and who I had become. So that was a powerful motivator for me that realizing that the process of achieving this goal would make me a more attractive person and I'd attract more quality people to me in my life. And you know, I also wrote down to be able to surround myself with other amazing people, people that are doing incredible things in this world and get access to them and be able to spend time with them because people that are like that, they wanna be around other people that are also living their life at a high level as well. And so that was another reason for me, to be able to be passionate about what I do each day, you know, loving my career, loving my mission and being able to have a sense of contribution through it. Uh, to be able to prove to myself what I'm capable of, that if I can achieve this in my life, this goal, then what else can I accomplish in my life? I can do anything in my life if I can really do this. To be able to have the financial means to give to charities, organizations, and causes that I'm really passionate about so that I can leave my mark on this planet. That was a powerful motivator for me. To be able to provide more for my family. You know, I want to make sure that my family doesn't have to go through what I went through growing up. And if they're struggling, I want to be able to help them out and help them have a better quality of life. Um, <clears throat> to be able to buy a sports car or maybe some sort of toy or to live in a beautiful mansion or to have multiple homes. I could go on and on and on, but those are some of the, the pleasurable reasons that as you can probably tell, as I'm reading it, I'm feeling it a little bit, I'm getting excited. And that those reasons, it motivates me to achieve this goal. It's stacking the deck in my favor. It's adding gasoline and fuel to the fire and that fire is burning bigger and brighter inside myself. It's sparking something that is gonna lead to me taking more action in, in, in the pursuit of this goal. So those are some pleasurable reasons, okay? And I'm giving you some examples so that you can think for yourself and maybe rewatch this video if you like, but I want you to think for yourself with whatever goal that you are trying to achieve right now to come up with some of those pleasurable reasons. And the way that you come up with them is by asking questions. What would this give me? What are the benefits? What are the pleasures I'll get from my life? How will my life be better five years, 10 years from now? even relating it to your highest values. So for example, if your highest value is family, you love family, family is very important to you, asking yourself, by achieving this goal, how will it help empower my family? How will it help me with my family, this aspect of my life, right? Or maybe for you, uh, spirituality, God is a very high value, it's very important for you in your life. Asking yourself, by achieving this goal, how will this help, how will this help enhance my spirituality? So for example, I could write down and think about, man, by being more financially free, I'm gonna have more time to spend with God in prayer and meditation. 
I'm not going to be as stressed. I'm not going to live in scarcity as much and I can be in a better position to connect with my creator. You know, or becoming more financially free, uh, you know, the person I become in the process of that, I talked a little bit about that, but one belief that I have is that what I am is a gift from God, but who I become is a gift that I give to God. God has provided so much opportunity for me and I want to take what God's given me and do something with it. Not just waste the gifts that God has given me. I want to do something with my time here on this planet and make God feel proud and, and to maximize what he's given me. And so that's something I can give back to God to show and demonstrate you know, the character of what I've become and the moralities and the person that I'm aspiring to being and becoming in my life is something that I think is you know, one of the best things I can do to, to, to connect better with my creator in some ways. And so I would try to relate it and connect it to other aspects of your life that are important to you. You can also ask yourself the question, by achieving this goal, how will this make my health better? How will it enhance my health, my body? I could say that by making more money in my life and achieving this, I'll have more time to spend on my health, my body. I'll have more money that I can invest in supplements and get the best health care and the best treatments and the best technology that if anything did happen to my health, I could go to the best doctors. I could go to multiple doctors. I could go to another part of the world where maybe I got to invest the money to get a higher quality doctor, but by having the financial means, I'll be able to do that. So I'll get an advantage in my health and my physical well-being that other people don't have as a result of becoming financially free, for example. Or you might think, how will it enhance my relationship? Well, by being more financially free, I don't have that stress that a lot of couples and relationships have. And so I'll have more energy to put to my relationship with my wife or with my kids and we'll have a better relationship as a result of that. Or if there was any some difficulties in our relationship, I have the financial means to hire a therapist or a, a, you know, a counselor or you know, maybe there's certain treatments I can get access to or maybe there's books that I have more time to read and study that can help me in my relationship. So trying to connect it but to your health, your relationship, your happiness, to your spirituality, the more that you can connect the pleasure you experience as a result of achieving your goal to these other aspects of your life, you're really anchoring that, the benefit and the reasons that are going to make it more compelling for you to achieve, their, achieve this goal. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's talk about the painful reasons. Asking yourself the question, what will this cost me if I don't achieve this goal? What's the consequence of my life if I don't achieve this goal? What's my life going to be like five or ten years from now if I don't achieve this goal? What are the negatives? How will this negatively affect my health, my relationship, my spirituality, my happiness, my emotions, my career, my finances? How will it affect all of that if I don't achieve this goal? Okay. Now, when you think about the painful reasons, it's not comfortable to do this. It's uncomfortable, but we're not trying to do what's comfortable. If you only live in your comfort zone, then you're not going to grow. Your success, your goal that you desire is outside of your comfort zone. You have to step outside of it to have it. So you want to feel a little bit uncomfortable. You want to feel a little bit disturbed or at least satiated so that you kind of light a fire under your ass to do something about it, to get yourself into action. Now, using the example that I had of, let's say, building a business, what's the, the, the painful reasons if I don't achieve that? Well, some of the ones that I wrote down is I want to achieve this so I no longer have to work a job that I hate. I never enjoyed any of my jobs growing up. I hated all of them. I hated working for someone else. There was not a day that I enjoyed going to work. I always hated that feeling on a Sunday evening and that feeling that you have of knowing the next day on Monday you've got to wake up and go to work and I did not want to. And that, I felt it was robbing me of my happiness and my joy in life. And that was very painful for me. Or having opportunities I had to miss out on because I couldn't take time off of work. I only had so much vacation time every year. That was very painful for me to know that I was missing out on life. And there was so much that I could experience but I couldn't because I was working a job that I did not enjoy and I was kind of a slave to. So for me that was painful. Uh, so I no longer have to work for someone else and be told what to do. I hated being told what to do. I hate even back when I was in school. I hated doing my homework. I hated doing the project. I was just not, I just cannot be that. I prefer being an entrepreneur and setting my own standards, setting my own goals and doing what I want to do and do things my way. But I felt like I was building someone else's dream, 
my boss and they were achieving more and doing more, but I felt that my dreams were not materializing in my life. And that frustrated me, that disturbed me, and that was a motivation for me. So I no longer have to be in debt. I was in credit card debt, about $15,000, and that was painful for me. And it took so long to pay off my debt based on having a job. And that was painful for me. And I believe that by becoming financially free and building a business, I could have the financial means to, to no longer have to be in debt and be able to enjoy my life a lot more. So I no longer have to live paycheck to paycheck. That's how I lived for years. Whatever I made would just go towards paying my bills. And there were some months I couldn't pay my bills and that's why I got into credit card debt. So that, that was very painful, very stressful. Had a lot of anxiety because I didn't have money saved aside, put aside at times. If there was an emergency, I'd be screwed. If the economy crashed, if some, you know, I lost my job, that would be a very, very challenging circumstance for me to be in. I just didn't want to be in that situation anymore in my life. I was just tired of that. Uh, to no longer have to feel stress and anxiety around money, to no longer have to settle in my life and live a life of mediocrity, a mediocre lifestyle. Looking around at my home, the apartment that I lived in, it was kind of a crummy apartment in an old crummy building and I had crummy furniture and I was frustrated by that. I just made that unacceptable in my life because I knew there was so much more available for me and looking around seeing other people achieve success, especially on the internet, you can see it today, all people from all different types of world, different walks of life, different age groups. And if they're doing that, they're living their life that way and looking around and man, I'm living in this crummy apartment. That, that frustrated me a lot, you know, because I felt like that I was settling in my life and I could have had so much more. So my relationship doesn't have to suffer around money. You know, that was a big one for me because I saw what happened to my parents and how their relationship suffered as a result of a lack of finances, always fighting, arguing around money, going to a bankruptcy, leading to a divorce. I don't want to repeat that pattern for my kids. I don't want my wife... Uh, to have to work, and I want to be able to provide for her. I don't want. I want her to be able to be a great mom and have everything she could ever want. So for me, I took that as a challenge and took that as something that would motivate myself. No longer wasting my life working for someone else, doing things I don't want to do in my life. I mean, who wants to live a life doing things you don't want to do? Now, there are some parts of life you got to do things you don't want to do, of course, but spending a third of my life doing that was just unacceptable to me. You know, just no longer having to live in an environment. I didn't love my environment. I didn't like my car. I had to sell my car at one point and take the bus when I did have a car. It was a beat up 1989 Honda Civic. I mean, there's just, I looked at everything in my life, to be honest, and I just made it unacceptable and made it painful. And that pain propelled me to raising that commitment to do what I needed to do. Now, your reasons, whether you do something or not, it's going to be based on these reasons. So, I understand there's fear, there's limitations, there's things that show up that prevent us from doing things. But the reality is, if you have stronger reasons, then whatever your fear or your limitation is, you'll still act in spite of it, you'll still do it. So you might say, well, Stefan, I'm afraid to start a business, I'm afraid to transform my body, I'm afraid to do this or that. Yes, that might be true, but the solution to that is either you lessen your fear Okay, maybe you get a therapist, you work on that, so you have less fear, or you raise your level of commitment, so you still act in spite of whatever that fear is. So for me, I felt fear to be a YouTuber and put myself out there. It's not easy to do that. You're vulnerable and susceptible to people's criticism and judgment. So it's by no means easy. There was definitely courage involved in putting myself out there on YouTube in the ways that I have. So I had a level of fear, but my level of fear, let's say on a scale from one to 10, if it's a level six, I just had to make sure that my level of commitment, my reasons to do it was a level seven, eight, nine, or 10. And that's what it was for me. I had more reasons to put myself on YouTube than to not put myself on YouTube, okay? So I want you to think about it. Whatever's stopping you, on a scale from zero to 10, where would you put that? If it's a seven out of 10, if it's an eight out of 10, then all it really means is you gotta have a level of commitment that's nine or 10 out of 10. You gotta become bigger than your difficulty, your limitation, your fear, your problem. Okay, you gotta become a level 10 kind of person, a whatever it takes kind of person. When you're, when you're operating at that standard and that level of commitment, you'll act in spite of whatever fear shows up. Okay, while also simultaneously recognizing and becoming aware of your self 
limitations or limiting beliefs or fears, all of that and working on that to get it less, less and less and less, but really to work on your fear and your limitations, it requires a higher level of commitment as well. Okay? So that's, so that's, I think, guys, the key in how to really make this a must for you in your life to raise your commitment is stacking those reasons. And my assignment for you, my assignment for you, if you really want to challenge, is write down what your goal is. Okay, after watching this video, take out a journal, write down what your goal is that you want to achieve. Maybe it's completing this course, maybe it's building a business, changing your body, relationship, anything you want to achieve, a new habit. Maybe it's waking up early. I don't care what it is. Maybe it's overcoming an addiction. Whatever it is, I want you to write down underneath that goal as many reasons as you can possibly think of of why you will achieve that goal. Why is it important to you? What are all the pleasurable reasons and what are all the painful reasons that will motivate you? And if you really want a challenge, I challenge you to come up with at least a hundred reasons. Okay, a hundred reasons. Because just the act of coming up with a hundred reasons and stretching yourself to do that is gonna demonstrate your level of commitment. Okay, so oftentimes the brain might come up with 20, 30. I mean, I just gave you about 25 reasons just real quick, but the brain will try to take you out and come up with a reason why you can't do it. That's where you really have to push yourself is come up with more reasons. It might take a little bit of time. You might have to think a little bit more about it in your life, but whenever you have a reason, write it down. Write it down and add it to your list. And if you can come up with 100 reasons, one thing you'll notice is many reasons you come up with, there's probably gonna be about 10 of them that are gonna resonate with you the most, that they're really gonna conjure up some emotion within yourself and drive you more than others. And what I'd really like you to do is to highlight, circle, underline those top 10 reasons and then to read them every day. Read them every day to yourself as part of your morning routine. If you want to take it even further, one thing I used to do is I used to read it three times a day, morning, noon, and before I went to bed to constantly remind myself why I wanted to achieve my goal, to make it that important in my life, okay? And especially... Read them out loud when you lose motivation, when you get off track, when you face adversity or any sort of challenge. All you gotta do is just go back to your list of reasons, remind yourself why you're doing this and why this is important for you in your life. And if you do that, you're gonna evoke that motivation, that drive within yourself. And if it's not doing it for you, then you gotta go back to the drawing board and really find some more reasons and up that level of commitment if you're still not falling through in spite of that. Now, there's another important element of this that really makes a huge difference and is one of my important ingredients for success. And what that really comes down to is having a consequence for not achieving your goal and a reward for achieving your goal, which really is, based on what I just taught you, is another reason why you should achieve your goal. So most often people don't achieve something, they don't follow through, they don't take action, they don't follow through on their commitment because they don't have a consequence for it. Oftentimes the consequence might just be, you know, if I don't do this, no one else knows about it, so there's no big consequence, but the consequence is you're letting yourself down, you're disappointing yourself. Your self-esteem lowers every time you make a commitment, you say you're gonna do something, but you don't do it. The consequence, you're letting yourself down, you don't feel good about yourself. You lose confidence in yourself to set a goal in the future because if you commit to anything else in the future, but you have this pattern, this history of not doing what you say, then why is your brain gonna believe that you're gonna do it the next time? It's not. And so your self-esteem gets less, your capacity to achieve and set goals becomes less and less and less over time. And so if you look back at school, you know, when we went to high school or university, there's many things that the teacher assigns to you that you don't wanna do, but you still do it. Why? Because you have a consequence for not doing it. You have that as a reason. There's pain associated to not showing up to school each day. So you still show up to school because if you don't show up to school, if you don't do your homework, if you don't complete the project, the consequence is you're gonna get a bad grade. If you get a bad grade, then you're not gonna feel good about yourself. If you get a bad grade, you might fail the class and you have to do the class again the next year and have that embarrassment. If you get a bad grade, you might limit yourself in being able to go to university or getting a great job. If you get a bad grade, you might be disappointing your parents and there's pain associated with that because your parents are unhappy with you that you didn't get a good grade. So there's a consequence there that you still do your homework, even if you don't want to do your homework, you still do it. 
if their teacher gives you a deadline for a project that's due, you submit the project on that deadline, even if you have to pull an all-nighter the night before, because there's a consequence if you don't submit your, your project. So a consequence is a very powerful motivator, which is a form of pain around not achieving your goal. So what I like to do to stack even more reasons in my favor is I make a consequence if I don't do what I say I was going to do. So here's some consequences and some examples for this. Uh, let's say you say to yourself, um, <clears throat> I'm going to wake up every morning at 7 o'clock, 7 days a week or 5 days a week. If you don't achieve that goal, there's a consequence. One of the consequences could be if you don't achieve that, then the consequence is you have to go outside, you have to pick up garbage for 30 minutes. Okay, something that you don't want to do, all right? So that's the consequence. Or you could say to yourself, well, if I don't achieve this commitment that I said, then I've got to clean toilets for the whole house, okay? Something you don't like to do. Or maybe the consequence is that, you know, you hate running, so you have to go for a 30-minute run. Or you hate meditation, it's boring for you. Your consequence, you have to meditate for 30 minutes. So the consequence is something you don't want to do, something that sucks, but by doing it, often you're better for it or the community is better for it. That's why picking up garbage, it's something that you do for the community, the neighborhood that you might live in. Um, and it, you know, it's, 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 nobody wants to do it. It sucks doing it, but it still has some sort of higher purpose behind it. Could be donating money to a charity or maybe some sort of cause that you don't support. Uh, you know, or maybe donating money that is really, you know, money is really tight for you. So you have to donate this money and that's a little bit painful for you to do that. Uh, or one thing you could do is that you could write a check to your friend and make it so that they can cash that check, let's say for a hundred bucks. And so if you don't, let's say, complete this course that you committed to going through and you said you're going to go through and complete by this date, if you don't achieve it, your friend has permission to cash that check. But if you do achieve it, your friend has to rip up the check. Okay, so that will be another motivator for you, another reason why you got to complete the course. Uh, or maybe it's, you know, no TV for a week. Or maybe the, the consequence is that you get to return back to a flip phone and give up your smartphone for a month. Uh, another consequence could be that you have to eat a raw onion, okay? Or you have to lose all access to your social media accounts for one month. You have to give your friend all your passwords. You can't use social media for a month. Uh, you know, or you have to fast for seven days, okay? So some, some sort of consequence that by not taking action, there will be some pain. And that will be another reason and another motivator for you. So consequences are very powerful. I always set that up for myself. And when you, when you violate, uh, when, you, when you don't do what you said you're going to do, let's say, the key is you have to honor that. You have to honor that. So you have to man up or you have to woman up, put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants, and do it. Do the consequence, suck it up, and just do it, okay? So that, that's a key part of this. And when you do the consequence, that's going to motivate you for the next time to make sure you get back on track. Sometimes you have to stack the consequence to make it even more painful if you need to. Now, at the same time, you don't just want to have consequences. You also want to have rewards. So you want to give yourself a reward for achieving your goal or doing what you said you're going to do. Uh, so, for example, if you said to yourself, I'm going to publish a book on Amazon in the next 30 days, what reward will you give yourself when you achieve that goal? Maybe you could give yourself a shopping spree. Allow yourself to spend $100 on anything that you want just to kind of splurge. Or maybe it's to get a massage. Or maybe it's to go to the spa. You know, something that you'd really do as a celebration and reward for yourself to give yourself a lot of pleasure. Something you might not normally do for yourself that is pleasurable. Maybe it's taking yourself out to a nice restaurant and allowing yourself to order anything that you want, your favorite restaurant. Or maybe it's allowing yourself to have that dessert that you crave, your favorite food. Uh, or maybe it's going on a trip. You know, for me, if I have a big launch, a big project, I usually set it up. So my reward is after this big project, which might take me three months, uh, after I'm going to take a one week off and I'm going to go on a vacation and really celebrate and reward myself. Uh, when I was really focused on transforming my, my body, I would celebrate by having a photo shoot and a photo shoot hiring a professional photographer, taking some you know, great photos, maybe getting some new outfits, that'd be a pleasurable reward for my body. Sometimes it's simple things like giving yourself a pat on the back, you know, acknowledging yourself and being you know, proud of yourself and writing out 10 reasons why you're proud of yourself or why you know, you, you know, um, celebrating yourself in some way. 
You know, I, I often kind of give myself a high five on my own or pat myself on the back or look myself in the mirror and say, Stefan, great job. And reward myself and acknowledge myself in that way, which is also very pleasurable. Okay, so thinking about how you can add rewards for achieving your goal and consequences, that's powerful. And I'm also going to say one key thing here, one key thing that you're going to learn quickly through this process is making sure that you don't overcommit. Because one big barrier for a lot of people is they overcommit. And when you overcommit, and you get in the habit of making commitments and not following through on that, then that's damaging your self-esteem and your confidence and you no longer trust yourself with the next commitments that you make in your life and you just become this person that, that is just lacking integrity in their life because they're not doing and they're not finishing things that they started and things that they said they're gonna do. So what I've learned, when you actually really have a consequence and you have you know, these uh, rewards and consequences for the, the actions that you set for yourself, I've learned to make sure that when I commit to something, I'm 100% gonna do it, and oftentimes that makes me really think more about my commitment to make sure that I'm setting myself up to win. I wanna make sure that my commitments are realistic, my goals are realistic, so when I achieve them, okay, and I overachieve my goals even better, then I celebrate that and I get more confidence, my self-esteem goes up, and that makes, me, makes it easier for me to set new goals and to make more commitments because now I'm building a pattern of success. I'm building my integrity in my life. So if you say to yourself, I'm gonna go to the gym five days a week, but you find that's too much of a commitment for you and you keep coming up short week after week, that's not good for your self-esteem and confidence. So you want to change your commitment so you don't overcommit, make it easier for you. And you might say to yourself, okay, I'm just going to go to the gym twice a week. If I do three times or more, great, that's a bonus. But at a bare minimum, it's going to be two times a week. And then by doing that is more realistic for you at the stage that you're in, then you're going to get momentum from that. It's going to be a lot easier for you. Okay, so making sure you don't overcommit is key. And the last piece that really ties all of this together and really ensures that you're going to have this high level of commitment, this accountability in your life really is what it is, is being accountable to someone else. Okay, because if you're just accountable to yourself, you can let yourself off the hook too easily. We need accountability to others. And so the ultimate of this is getting an accountability buddy or to have a coach or to have some sort of mastermind or accountability group where every single week or even every single day, they're holding you accountable to it. By the way, a lot of times when people are facing an addiction, for example, a lot of times when people are trying to overcome an addiction, First, the first step is awareness of it and acknowledging that you have this problem in your life. Because most people that have an addiction, which we all, by the way, have some level of an addiction, it might not be narcotics or alcohol or gambling or shopping or pornography, but we all have some cases of addiction to technology, social media, to thinking, to gossiping. There's different levels of addiction that we can all have. So we all have some levels of addiction in our life. But oftentimes, there's denial around that. And so you first have to become aware of it and admit to yourself that this is a problem. And what determines whether or not you're going to overcome this addiction is going to be your level of commitment. So often, someone that has an addiction or a problem in their life, they first think they can figure it out on their own. They think, well, I can stop drinking alcohol at any time. It's usually not until they at least make an attempt for 30 days, they realize that this has more power over them and, you know, it is a lot harder than they thought. And that's when it becomes more problematic It was realizing that you can't just stop when you say you want to stop. And so the addict has to raise their level of commitment and they have to often come to the realization that I need help and they have to humble themselves for that. And so they might have to go to a 12-step group, okay, which is a higher level of commitment. They realize I can't do this on my own. I need accountability now. I need the 12 steps. I need a sponsor Okay, some sponsor as part of a 12-step group that can guide me through the 12 steps and help hold me accountable. Maybe you might have to have a therapist that can help you. Maybe you realize, man, I'm still relapsing. I gotta raise my commitment even higher. I gotta go to rehab, right? And there's some people, it takes them a while before they raise their level of commitment to that extent. And that's what I've always done in my life. When I'm, not, when I'm coming up short with a goal, how can I raise my level of commitment even further? Maybe it's investing more money, investing more time, doing more, making it a higher priority in my life, making more sacrifices, but I have to make this goal that important that I continue coming up with more reasons and raise that level of commitment.
But my point that I'm trying to make, not just that you have to continuously raise that if you're still not achieving what you want. And there's some people, by the way, that quit cold turkey. They don't need to. Their level of commitment's enough. But if you're still coming up short, you have to continue to raise that commitment. But the point that I was trying to make is is accountability. Oftentimes people think that they can just achieve their goal and they don't need any help. I think that's a big mistake. I think that getting accountability is one of the most important things to do. To get a buddy, a coach, a group, someone that some form of accountability to ensure that you follow through. So you're not just accountable to yourself. There's not just a consequence for yourself, but now you're letting other people down and you're kind of risking your reputation in some ways by not following through. One thing that I did as I was growing Project Life Mastery in my life is I started publicly sharing my goals in front of thousands of people every year and every month and doing goals reports to update my goals and my progress, what I did do and what I didn't do, and that created more pressure, and pressure creates diamonds, but that pressure held me to a higher standard because I was accountable to all these other people as well. So accountability, I think, is such an important thing that I want you to consider and to add to this. Uh, I have uh, a lot of courses, for example, in these courses we have Facebook groups. And as part of these groups, we have forms of accountability. We have like Motivation Monday where people in the group, they share what they're gonna commit to for that week and they report back and they update across everyone else in the group. And it's a supportive environment that you can be accountable to the group. And that increases your chances of going, you know, of following through on the course and doing what you said you're gonna do. No different if you have a personal trainer, you're more likely to go to the gym. If you have a workout buddy, you're more likely to go to the gym even if you don't feel like it, even if you're tired because you don't want to let your buddy down. So you're more likely to show up as a result of that. So we have you know, people inside some of my groups that they find an accountability buddy inside the group. They make a post, hey, I'm looking for an accountability buddy, and there's someone else that's also going through the same course. They hold each other accountable, or they form a little group, a mastermind group. You can form it with some friends in your life, perhaps, that you might share a similar goal with. But think about forms of accountability that you can get for yourself. That's gonna make this so much more powerful. One thing that I did as I wrap up this training here, one more thing I wanna share with you that I did that helped me tremendously. I had a daily accountability buddy for about two years or so where every single morning we'd wake up, hop on a quick call. On that call be five minutes, we'd each share three things we're gonna do for ourselves that day, three commitments that we're gonna make uh, for our business, for our life that day that were really important for us. We'd declare that to each other and then we'd go about the day. I'd have to make sure I'd follow through on those three things I said. My buddy would have to do the exact same thing for the three things that he said. And then at the end of the day, usually around six o'clock, get another call and we'd update each other. Did you do it? Yes or no? There's only reasons or there's results. I don't care what the reasons are. Did you do it? Yes or no? Okay, not no but and then have this whole reason or excuse it's just a yes or no and if it's no then you do the consequence whatever the consequence you agree to you man up you woman up you do it and then the next day you get back on track you make three more commitments and you make sure that you're not over committing but the commitments you you are going to follow through and do what you say to build your integrity and your capacity to have willpower and discipline and to follow through on what you said you're going to do and of course, if you did do it, the answer was yes, we reward that, we celebrate that. Hey, great job, awesome job. You know, what are you gonna do to celebrate this? Oh, you know, I'm gonna watch the sports event tonight or I'm gonna allow myself to spend some time watching a great movie or watch that show that I really enjoy. You know, so I'd reward myself in some way and by every day doing this, I was able to achieve so much more by being accountable to someone else than I ever could have just being accountable to myself. Okay, so I want to share that with you as an example, and I want to encourage you to do an assignment at the end of this video, which is write down what your goal is. It could be multiple goals, but then write down all the reasons you can think of. Challenge yourself to come up with 100. You can always add to it later, but as you come up with your list, whatever that amount is, circle, highlight the most important ones, pleasurable ones, painful ones, be honest with yourself, exaggerate the reasons if you have to to make it worse or more painful, you know, so that it propels you to get into action to do whatever it takes. And then find a form of accountability. It could be in a buddy, it could be a coach, it could be a group. I've got resources in my Facebook groups that can support you with that. And think about a consequence and a reward 
marry all of that together and I believe that you'll have a higher probability of success in whatever it is that you want to achieve. And as you endure difficulties, challenges, setbacks, go back to those list of reasons, strengthen them, come up with more, up that level of commitment until you get what you want, until you achieve your goal. Because the truth is you can achieve anything you set your mind to if you want it badly enough. If you're committed enough, you find the way or you make the way. So thank you so much for watching. Hopefully this video and this assignment benefits you. I look forward to seeing you again in the next one. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.